Hey, 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 Just Sayers. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I am Justin Martindale, and I just want to give a quick shout out to all the listeners. Thank you again uh, for liking and subscribing and reviewing as always. And I also want to give a huge thank you to Nia Renee Hill, who joined us last week. And the response that she got has been overwhelming. She will definitely be coming back. Uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed listening to her chat with me as much as I did. And um, yeah, we're just going to kick things off. John, how are you? I'm uh, doing good, you know. We're just so, getting through the week. Another week? I'm, tr- I'm trying not to watch any more of the Johnny Depp trial. You know what? People have asked me about, you know, what are your opinions on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial? And I'm just, it's just so much. It's so... I, and I'm like, I don't care. Just, just let the... They're both telling partial truths and partial lies if I was the judge, I'd say nobody gets any money. You both can't work anymore. They'll still be fine. Just yeah. get them, just erase. They're done. They've- it's just, it's a lot. But I will say there's been so much crazy in this trial. And I think I, I kind of agree with you. I think they're both kind of like whatever. Just like I think she's a weirdo. He's Jack Sparrow. Um, there there was a turd in the bed. There's all these like weird like allegations of like, did Johnny Depp get you that part in Aquaman? And she's like, I auditioned. That's how it works. And, you know, but there was a clip that I don't think anybody really, it didn't blow up as much as it should have, where there was this woman on the stand and she just farts. Did you see that? I did, and I'm I'm still. Ho- she was so casual about it. I'm still hoping it was a chair making noise. God bless that woman. I applaud a casual fart because <laughs> not only are you on like the the most televised trial kind of, of of recent days, but you just let one rip in front of everybody watching. And if you haven't seen it, just Google. I don't know. Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial fart. I think you could, that's That'll a good do search. It. Yeah. And she's talking and she's like, yes, you know, that day I, <laughs> oh, sorry, that was me and just owns it. She goes, that was me. And I imagine everyone in the room was like, yeah, you're the only one in that vicinity where the fart came from. Right. But also I'm one to be like, I don't think, I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time I, oh no, I did. I did. Because sometimes when I'm walking up here, because I live right down the street from the store, I'll walk up here and I'll just, you know, sometimes it's right after dinner when I have a spot here and I was walking and I was had some had some bloat and I just let one rip. And there was a, a girl behind me walking like her small dog and her dog flipped over on its back and died right there. <laughs> no, And I just looked back and I was like, oh, and I just kept walking. I'm not going to stop and be like, I'm sorry. That was me. No, she knows. You want to hear a fun fact? What? You want to hear a fun fact? What? I can't fart. What? I can't fart. Uh, That's so weird. I can't burp. Okay. I could burp. I can't. I had my, I had my, uh, my colon and my large intestine removed. And since then I can't fart. You can't fart? I can't fart. I'm going to put it in my date. I should have put it in my dating profile so long ago, but uh, I, yeah, I can't fart. So all of it comes out from burping? I, I, I get gas pains and it sort of just goes away. Wow. Look but at us. I, we're I just a yin and a yang. Look at that. I can't burp. I Together had a colic as a baby and I've never... So when I burp, it sounds like a like, like bubbling brook. 
It's just like a, oh, it sounds like E.T. saying, ouch. That's that's how my burp sounds. And people will be like, what was that? And I'm like, sorry, that was me. It was burping. Yeah, It's I, like a weird, like, ouch. If I like tried to fart, if I tried to fart, I would pull an Amber, amber Heard. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Amazing. fascinating. Things, things you know on Just Saying. You learn something new every week. I thought I was alone because everyone's like, you can't burp. What's wrong with you? And you're like, well, I can't fart. But I mean, that's good if you're on a date. Yeah, I mean, on a date or at the relationship. Trial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be great if she that would have saved it. But also, blame it on your seat. Can't you just like right? Couldn't That's she just what I like, thought oh. it was. She's like, that was the chair. I swear to God, don't look at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, that were. that trial has seen worse. As soon as they started covering the shit in the bed for fifteen minutes, I'm like, burn it all down. Done. I'm done with this thing. Yeah, this is enough. Literally done with this shit. Yeah, this is enough. God. Okay. Well. Maybe you guys are into it a little more than I am, but that's just my opinion. I, I just don't have time for it because I have better stories than the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And this story, this is a little update for all of you. Back in March, we were discussing Selena, as one does, and I was talking about throwing a Selena... Uh, birthday party like next year and my dms thanks to all of you guys have been swarmed with this story that came out um this past week of a little nine-year-old houston girl avenging selena with yolanda yolanda saldivar pinata now this gives me hope this gives me belief that the children are our future teach them well and you know let them lead the way this story just really hit home a because it's in houston because uh, selena performed at the houston astrodome um and also that she just beat the shit out of a yolanda saldivar themed pinata so decades after her death tejano queen selena quintanilla has transcended time gathering a new generation of fans who have discovered and fallen in love with the tejano queen here is the tale of Emily, a young girl from Houston who celebrated her ninth birthday earlier this month. Happy birthday, Emily, with a party themed after the Mexican-American star. Now, while Emily's outfit was a sparkly purple jumpsuit, a true homage to uh, Selena's Astrodome concert, um, this video of Emily aggressively swinging at a Saldivar pinata has gone viral on TikTok garnering nearly 15 million views since her mother shared the clip on TikTok. In the short video, uh, <laughs> uh, the mother is heard behind the camera saying, Selena, what you about to do, girl? <laughs> and the little girl says, can I say it? Asking to get permission. And then she says, mind you, she's nine years old. She says, fuck this bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> From the mouth of babes. After getting the green light, Emily swings a purple bat at the piñata while uh, El Chico de la Apartamento uh, 512 blares in the background. And the mom's like, that's not hard enough. And this little girl just goes to town. Now, I am proud of this child. Um, I loved a pinata party growing up in Texas. That was huge. I think like every birthday we would have a pinata. I don't even think they blindfolded her. They just let her have it. And, um, uh, you know what, when Yolanda gets out and, or up for parole in a couple years, she better be watching out for this little Emily girl. 
because she did not come to play. And especially when she's nine and she says, I'm going to fuck this bitch up. I've never been more terrified about a nine-year-old in my life holding a bat in a Selena Astrodome concert. So, yes. Yeah, so everyone's loving this little girl on TikTok. I'm sure she's got a uh, overall deal in the works with someone as we speak. But... um I just thought that was just so sweet and funny and touching at the same time. So thank you, everyone, to send me that clip. You can stop now. (laughs) But speaking of Selena, Jennifer Lopez. Let's get loud. Uh, She took her fans inside of her life in the new documentary trailer that's coming out soon called Halftime, which I watched this morning, and I thought it was pretty interesting because I thought it was just about her doing her halftime show at the Super Bowl a couple years ago where she shared the bill with Shakira. So um, she goes into a whole bunch of things about getting ready for the Super Bowl halftime show. She also talks about how she felt snubbed uh, after Hustlers, that iconic stripper movie. Uh, which was pretty good. But everyone at the end of uh, of when Hustlers came out, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be her chance to get Oscar nominated for, uh, you know, best stripper in a chinchilla. Uh, but no, she didn't. She didn't get nominated. She said, I had to really figure out who I was and believe and then not believe anything else. She continued, I do not want this for an award. No, I, I do this to connect with people and make them feel things because I want to feel something. My whole life I've been battling to be heard, to be seen, to be make, taken seriously. She goes in on people saying she can't sing. She goes in on people making fun of her love life. Um, so it's the um, director, Amanda Mitchell. She says this is a uh, intimate peek behind the curtain revealing the grit and determination that makes Jennifer Lopez the icon she is. Uh, this uh, docu series or documentary hits the streaming platform next month on Netflix, and it follows Lopez's career achievements. So yes, the halftime performance. Uh, oh, when she sang "America the Beautiful" and in, and changed the words to "Let's Get Loud" at Joe Biden's inauguration. Um, it talks about her when she actually portrayed Selena when she went on press for that, her love life, her Versace gown. Um, back when she dated P. Diddy. So this is like a whole kind of like, this is your life kind of a thing. It talks about like weird interviews. There was an interview in the trailer where she did with Billy Bush, um, where he's like, so tell us about your butt. You like it? And she's like, what? Why are you asking me this? Her twins are in it. Her 14-year-old twins, Max and Emmy. Um, And Ben Affleck makes a cameo in this as well. So um, that'll be interesting to hear because I'm sure you're going to get like, oh, this is what we were like when we first started dating. And now here we are. And it just gets harder for us because we still haven't found the $50 million home of our dreams. And it's just crushing us, you know. So I'm excited to see this. Um, As someone who has seen Jennifer Lopez in concert, it is a great show. She does deliver. I mean, she is. She's a she's a showstopper. Say what you want about her, but I mean, the girl can perform. She's she's fantastic. 
So that's some good news. But here's some even better news. We have a new introduction into the Illuminati. (laughs) Because Rihanna has given birth. She has welcomed her first baby with boyfriend ASAP Rocky. The Fenty Beauty founder gave birth to her first child, a baby boy. So she officially has a rude boy. Come on, rude boy, boy, won't you give it up? With her boyfriend, ASAP Rocky. The newborn was born on May 13th. Page six broke the news of Rihanna's pregnancy back in January, uh, where she was just showing bump. Just showing us all the bump, just midriffs and tank tops. And she looked amazing. So a month before the big reveal, Rihanna had sparked pregnancy rumors while dining at Carbone with a source telling us that she was quite clearly drinking sparkling water and opening, openly rubbing her baby bump. So yes, we all saw the pictures walking around, owning that baby bump, taking the baby bump pictures. And then there was a rumor that ASAP Rocky was cheating on her, which we all, you know, of course, if it's in the tabloids, we all quickly go, oh, no, cancel him. How dare you do that to Rihanna? Um, But turned out that that was fake, and the guy had to end up apologize for spreading those vicious rumors, which I'm sure Rihanna's just going to, like, sue the shit out of him for. So we don't have a name for the baby yet, But I will say it's so refreshing that we have a new celebrity baby that's not a Kardashian. I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. I I think Rihanna's awesome. She's a billionaire. Um, She is a businesswoman. She is an icon in fashion. She has gotten recognized by her... uh, hometown of Barbados as like a, a, a like a, a philanthropist and like um, a role model. She's a great role model to kids and adults still. She's also likable. Likable? Like I just like, I mean, I didn't like her in Battleship, but other than No that, one saw Battleship. I saw Battleship. N- you saw Battleship. Was, you was, know why? Because you can't fart. Yeah. That's I, why you Honestly, I would have rather. You it, stunk my Battleship. Yeah. Um, But I can't wait to see like how. I want to know what the name is. It's. I think she's. I think it's going to have like. I don't think it's going to be like a weird. I mean, what's weird anymore? I don't think it's going to be a weird baby name like you know. I don't think she's going to name it after like an element or anything like that. But I don't know. I think she's probably going to name it to like either her give it like a, a grandmother name or her like. I think it's going to be an old school classic name. That's what I'm kind of predicting. We know who's not going to like it if it's a yuppie name. Is who? We know who isn't going to like it if it's a yuppie name. Oh. We're getting to that story. Oh, we'll get to that story in a minute. Yeah, we've learned. If you want to throw shade, <laughs> shade's coming your way. But I'm excited. I think this is great. Um, I'm wondering if the if the Met Gala is going to have to chisel down the marble belly now that she's had the baby. <laughs> uh, they're like, ah, man, she had the baby. All right, get the get the... Get the steak and the hammer. But I'm very excited for Rihanna. Congratulations. Um, But like every life cycle, there is birth and then there is death. 
Now, I'm on the fence about this next story. Um, All right. Here it is. There's these photos of Neil Patrick Harris. um, And people are calling them sick. Because he, many Halloweens ago, I think it might have been 10 years ago, he had a Halloween party and he made a corpse cake that resembled Amy Winehouse after she had passed away. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of the story to you guys, and then I'm going to take my opinion on it. So social media went crazy um, because of this post that resurfaced 11 years. I said 10, so 11 years and it shocked fans all over again. A picture taken during Neil Patrick Harris's 2011 Halloween party showed a dish uh, that he served, and it was labeled the corpse of Amy Winehouse. The photo, which was deleted shortly after being posted, uh, featured Winehouse lookalike appearing bloody and mangled. The rehab singer died just three months before that Halloween at the age of 27. So... Um, this writer tweeted on Tuesday about the Ill, uh, ill-advised dish from the 48-year-old How I Met Your Mother Stars Party, which immediately went viral. I cannot believe how many very online people over the age of 25 are just now finding out about Neil Patrick Harris's disgusting Amy Winehouse cake. Uh, and then, yeah, there's the cake. Look who showed up at actual uh, MPH. That's his Twitter handle. Halloween party last night. Looking good. Okay. Um... Neil Patrick Harris quite literally had a cake mimicking mimicking Amy Winehouse's corpse for Halloween soon after she died. I've loathed that man ever since. Fans were disgusted uh, all over Twitter. Uh, I think some bloggers even put it up. I had no idea how grotesque thing uh, is the other day, and I just have no fucking respect for that person anymore. So everyone's just kind of trolling Neil Patrick Harris. Now, to be fair... I remember 2011 vaguely, (laughs) but I do remember Halloween. Now, to me, Halloween is fun. It's satire. It's um, remorse, you know, kind of like a, like it's, it's, it's camp. It is meant to be ghoulish and creepy and a little bit offensive, I think. And I remember that year, how many people, men and women, grown and young, dressed up like Amy Winehouse. They had the ridiculous, like, beehive hair. They had needle marks all over them. They had bottles of booze they were walking around with. They had cigarettes and makeup was all smudged and dirty and people were like in character falling over. It happened. And this was also 11 years ago. You know, I feel like, yes, her addiction was awful and gross, but at the same time, you're kind of giving a, a little nod. She was a, a, a brilliant singer. Her songs are still legendary and will be forever. But, you know, I feel like had this been someone dressed up on, uh, you know, as Kurt Cobain on Halloween or um, 
Prince on Halloween or Michael Jackson on Halloween. I don't think an Amy Winehouse corpse cake is like (laughs) at the top of the list of today's problems. So I don't know. I think it was kind of a reach. Granted, some people could say, whoa, 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 too soon. But I live in a world and my profession is based off of too soon jokes. I mean, I feel like if 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 a comedian had a Halloween party and had a a, a Amy Winehouse cake, I don't think it would be like, oh, my God, the outrage, you know. I I think it's if it was for Easter, we'd have a problem. If who? If the cake was out there for like an Easter party, that's a problem. Yes, an Amy Winehouse Easter corpse cake, that would, that would be, be... But I mean, here's the thing. It's I Halloween. Mean, do you see those videos like every Easter where there's like some dude dressed up as Jesus and he's like walking with a cross and there's actual people like pretending to like beat him and then they put him up and he's just like... like We hang out in very different places. I'm a Jew and I've never seen that before. <laughs> I followed Christian accounts (laughs) on Instagram. No, you see like those videos of like, I I just think this is such a reach. I think Neil Patrick Harris has like been out of the news for a while. And now, and I mean, he obviously went on to say like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Sure. I did this. Okay. And also if it was, if it wasn't a cake, would it have been more offensive? Would it have been like, what if it was a charcuterie board or like a, (laughs) a fun nine layer dip? Like, would it have been worse? I dress up as offensive things sometimes on Halloween. I'm trying to think of my, when, when uh, Hurricane Sandy hit that Halloween, I dressed up as Hurricane Sandy from Greece. Oh, I was Sandy from Greece. I had a blonde wig and a T-Birds jacket and I had all this debris and shit in my wig and people were like, "Oh my god, you're Hurricane Sandy." And I'm like, "Yeah." You would It's have called ne- comedy. It would have never made it out of New York if you started walking through You like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You think so? That's, you think I would have been They got this like that whole border, that whole border on the beach got destroyed. Everyone lost their houses. You know what? <laughs> they would have, they would have looked at it very differently. Here it was Hollywood. It was a hit. <laughs> I think, and then you know, like one. Uh, I'm trying to think if there were any more that I was like. But I've seen I've seen like people dress up and do things that you're just kind of like, oh shit. But I at mean, the same time, you're like, it's Halloween. Obviously, if you're not like being a racist or like, well, at, at least one person every Halloween, one famous person that should know better gets called out for dressing as Hitler. Yeah, but that person's also like in blackface or like, yeah. and you're like, what are you doing? You can't yeah. do that. But even like, I mean, it's funny because this has been in the headlines this week of like the housewives going after each other where like, I, I'm trying to even remember who, who one of like, uh, uh, Garcelle was wearing a Native American Indian headdress and it's like, how dare she, you know? And like, Lisa Rinna dressed up. I'm, I I can't remember. She, I think she dressed up as like some disco girl, like Countess Luann. Like they all, like, it's Halloween. Relax. Just don't be offensive. But honestly, I think this was kind of a, a reach. People just need things to get mad at. And this was, I mean, every time something pops up that they, that someone was already canceled for and they've been allowed back into society, mm-hmm. it's like, are we bringing this up just to try and cancel them again? We're past this. Right. And also, like, 
I'm sure someone's gonna, someone out there is probably gonna make like a Betty White cake this year. And people are like, how dare you? How dare you make a Betty White cake? It's a white cake <laughs> with white frosting and it's delicious. But I just thought this was kind of a reach. Everyone was kind of like, what are your opinions on this Neil Patrick Harris thing? And I'm like, I think it's stupid. It's Halloween. Relax. Um, but going back to uh, believing in the children. Taylor Swift. And I say her name and I'm looking around for like Swifties to come at me. Or Nikki Glaser. One of the two. Taylor Swift gives an inspiring NYU commencement speech. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but her name is now Dr. Taylor Swift because she received an honorary doctorate, Doctor of Fine, Ar Fine Arts, honoris causa from NYU in part of the school's 2022 graduating class. So she is now Dr. Taylor Swift, medicine woman. And she says she got up there... This is kind of amazing because my college experience was nothing like Taylor's. So she gets up on stage and she's like, I'm 90% sure the main reason I'm here is because I have a song called 22. Uh -uh. So she's already like, oh, I got this like, like college degree because I have a song called 22, which go for it. The Grammy winner gave a commencement address at Yankee Stadium and received a warm welcome from the crowd. Although she's not one to give unsolicited advice. Swift decided to share with students some life hacks I wish I knew when I was starting out my dreams of a career and navigating life, love, pressure, choices, shame, hope, and friendship. I mean, that's the, the Taylor Swift answer. She continued, the first of which is life can be heavy, especially if you try to carry it all at once. Part of growing up and moving into the new chapters of your life is about catch and release. What I mean by that is knowing that what things to keep and what things to release. Oh, thanks, Taylor. You can't carry all things, all grudges, all updates on your ex. Well, enviable promotions your school bully got at the hedge fund his uncle started. What is she? What? Okay. <laughs> now she's just like writing a new song. Decide what is yours to hold and let the rest go. Oftentimes the good things in your life are lighter anyway, so there's more room for them. One toxic relationship can outweigh so many wonderful, simple joys. That's true. You get to pick what your life has time and room for. Be discerning. Swift encouraged students to live alongside cringe. Uh, this, is the, this is the part that I thought was really funny. Cringe is unavoidable over a lifetime. For example... I had a phase for the entirety of 2012. I dressed like a 1950s housewife. But you know what? I was having fun. Trends and phases are fun. Looking back and laughing is fun. I know it can be overwhelming figuring out who to be and when, who you are now and how to act in order to get where you want to go. I have some news. It's totally up to you. I also have some terrifying news. It's totally up to you. Yeah. So she went on and she like told everybody all these little words of wisdom. She says, hey, you know what? Sometimes you're going to be cringe and cringe is okay. She says, uh, uh, being publicly humiliated over and over again at a young age was excruciatingly painful, but it forced me to devalue the ridiculous notion of minute by minute ever fluctuating social relevance and likability getting canceled on the internet and nearly losing my career gave me an excellent knowledge of all the types of wine do you remember this 
Do you remember her being? I don't remember her almost being canceled. Oh yeah, there was like, uh, it was like her and Katy Perry were having this feud, and everyone was calling her a snake, and she was kind of going after Kim and Kanye after they were saying she was trash. And then, like, her Swifties started building up, and she had... Then she uh, uh, she wrote her... Um, uh, that kind of, like, fuck you album, where she's like, look what you made me do. Where she kind of became, like, bad Taylor for a minute. Okay, I must have been in a coma for... for and then she bought a house in Rhode Island. That's what you do? I mean, this just sounds like... I, and I love Taylor Swift. This sounds like she needed to find a way to make it about her. Oh, 1,000%. I'm sorry. If you're getting handed a doctrine degree, yeah, make it about you. They said every time that she they popped her on the Jumbotron, everyone was like, ah! They like lost it. Did you have anyone famous at your graduation speak? Uh, n- no. Uh, Bernie Sanders. But, oh, uh, not Bernie Sanders. Maybe Bernie Sanders. I know Bernie went to my college. Horn Dog High. We also had Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Judge Judy. We had a big, a bunch of Chuck Schumer. We had a bunch of famous people that went to my high school. I think Bernie Sanders is the most famous person to come out of Brooklyn College. I didn't have that. I had some truck driver named Marge. Like I would have rather sat like, through. Live it. your dreams, kids. Get in. Yeah, but those graduation ceremonies are torture. I would have rather sat through a speech from Marge than Bernie Sanders. Ugh. Marge probably has some funny real life shit to teach you. What the yeah. hell am I going to learn from Bernie I don't even, Sanders? I don't even remember. It was just like, get out there and fucking do it. Like that. It wasn't even like, I think it's, I, I, I applaud Taylor Swift. I'm glad that she uh, is now at this point in her life where she can just kind of look back and reflect. She's been in it so long, ever since she was a child. So props to her. Congratulations. And speaking of children... Mark Anthony, who was married to Jennifer Lopez for a while. Mark Anthony's 53. He is now engaged to a 23-year-old Miss Universe contestant, Nadia Ferreira. Now, it's Hollywood. We all know about age gaps. Um, There have been some famous age gaps, I think, in years. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is one. Uh, Hugh Hefner. Oh, for Everybody. sure, Hugh Hefner. A little bit of like, an age gap. Multiple like, times. Yeah. So it's a thing that is just kind of here. Dane Cook. Dane Cook's a good one. He has a, a, a child bride. <laughs> at, least he's, at least he's funny. <laughs> but uh, Mark Anthony, two months after going Instagram official, they are now engaged. Uh, Ferreira, who won first runner-up while competing the Paraguay, for Paraguay in the Miss Universe pageant back in December, captured a photo of the two holding hands on her inst- Instagram story. He had a black band tattooed on his ring finger, a holdover from his relationship with Jennifer Lopez, when he had her initials inked on him. While Ferreira wrote, wore a stunning rock on her ring finger, she captioned it, Engagement party! So, wait a minute. This is his wedding ring with Jennifer Lopez? I mean, it's a tattoo. Can you remove it? Get it removed. You're rich. What's wrong with you? 
I mean, he probably. And then what was he going to do? Get it tattooed again? That that just get a ring. That, Go to his, Kate Jewelers. I mean, that makes sense. I guess that's true. I, I, at this point, his finger is going to fall off if he keeps removing tattoos. And I mean, at this tattoos. point, she's twenty three, so she's just probably just a box of rocks at this point. Where she's like, <laughs> she's not even like looking at him and being like, "Babe, what's this? Uh, what is this uh, a band around your finger? Is that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's just uh, something from an old." war wound or something she's like okay and he's like no it's jennifer lopez's wedding ring get it taken off it looks like a birthmark she doesn't know she doesn't know anything but i mean when you clearly when you're like i'm engaged and you and this is your reveal engagement party oh god so the soon-to-be newlyweds sparked romance rumors earlier this year when they were spotted vacationing together in Mexico City. She posted a photo of them celebrating her 23rd birthday at, wait for it, Walt Disney World. That checks out. Now that's cringe, but what have we learned? Taylor Swift says it's okay to be cringe! <laughs> I knew you were cringy when you walked in! Um, <laughs> so... This is where it gets a little weird, though, because Mark Anthony has been married three times, three times to former Miss Universe winner Diana Torres from 2000 to 2004, Jennifer Lopez from 2004 to 2014, and from 2014 to 2017 to Shannon DeLima. He was also engaged to actress Claudette Lally in 98. Um... But I think this is his second engagement to a Miss Universe contestant. So he has a type. <laughs> I'm more thinking about the the contest. Like, do you want to be the 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 girl that had to follow his history? Like, it just seems like it's a lot of pressure for her. I don't know because have we seen Mark Anthony lately? He's he's always been a bag of bones. He, a bag of bones. Yeah. It's not even like it's just he looks like if they were casting the Disney Plus version of Sleepy Hollow, he would be Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Very jaunt or gaunt? What's the word? Maybe I'm saying Justin Gaunt, jaunt. Um so this ring is $500,000, and I'm sure she's going to lose it tomorrow. <laughs> it's at least 10 carats. Um, so this news comes roughly a month after Lopez revealed that she's once again engaged from actor-director Ben Affleck. So I don't know. I think there's like some weird douchery with J-Lo's exes. Like, you know what I mean? Like... She goes off and does something, and then like Aaron Rodriguez is just like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this too," and Mark Anthony's like, "And I'm great as well. Look, I'm engaged to a 23 year old." And for all the 23 year olds out there, it's it's really probably 16 year olds right now, but it's it's like the 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 engagement lottery because it's like he's still relatively young at 53. It's a matter of who's going to be his 23 year old when he's 70 and getting close to that will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to be the lucky 16-year-old that becomes... Or she might not even be born yet. The girl that he ends up give it, putting in the will. Who knows? Ugh. Well, the age difference is nine years between him and his kids with Jennifer Lopez. 
Oh, the the new girl. The new girl. The age difference is nine years. Yeah, this, nine years it's with the get twins. Bad. Isn't that wild? It is. Oh, and how can I forget the most famous of age gaps, Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh yeah, he's, he's always he's, dating like twenty oh, year olds. Well, and Toby, the whole pussy posse. Yeah. So congratulations to Mark Anthony and this twenty three year old uh, Miss Universe, who I'm sure is stunning and gorgeous. But um, I need to know. I need to know. Tell me, baby girl, because I need to know how long this relationship will last. I'm going to give it like maybe a year, if that. I mean, they probably have an annual pass to Disney, so at least a year. Does she call him Poppy in bed? 1,000%. Is it a scheduled session? Probably so. Does she wear her Minnie Mouse ears? Probably. Oh, God. Oh, And with that note, let's have a word from our sponsor. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. Ain't that the truth? And it's important to show up for yourself through all of the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, online therapy, is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Mental health is very important, especially now that the world is opening back up, and it's okay to talk to somebody. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Oh, that's even better. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com slash just, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And there's a special offer for you guys. If you, wait, and there's a special offer for you listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash just. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. 
Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Okay. The other day, I had to go get my car uh, looked at because my driver's side back tire was low on air. And as I looked around my tire, I saw that there was a screw in there. So I was like, oh no. So I had to go get that screw taken care of. So I got a screw taken out, patched up, went back on my way. Then I found out that the air was low again. So this week I went to four different auto shops to possibly replace this tire. And there was no one working because no one wants to work anymore because the pandemic has just kind of changed how people show up for work or whatever. So I wasn't going to be able to get my car looked at for possibly a day, possibly or two. So finally, I went to this uh, mechanic, which is like right down the street from me. And they were like, oh, you have another nail in your tire. I'm like, what? Same tire, pulls it out, took 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, thank God for workers like you. Now, I'm not a mechanic, but I can respect a machine. And this machine is a hero. This woman gets paid to watch porn full time. And she says it's the best job in the world. Speaking of nailing, <laughs> uh, this young woman is being paid to watch porn after edging out, <laughs> no pun intended. I love a cheeky article. Uh, she edged out more than 90,000 other applicants for the lucrative new gig, which pays her $20 an hour, nearly three times more than the federal minimum wage in the U.S. Her name, remember it, it shall be written in books for years to come. No pun intended. Rebecca Dixon. Checks out. There's a hero. 90,000. Rebecca Dixon. 90,000 people applied. 90,000. I'm sure I was one of those. <laughs> I don't even remember. Probably did it in like a blackout one night. I was like, I can, I can, I can do this job. What? I, got, I mean, I felt like I watched all the porn during the pandemic. All of it. Didn't Pornhub have to like go out of business because they were, people were posting kitty porn? Not like por porn. That, There's there so much porn. Yeah, like, do you have to, like, watch all of the... Like, what is... Are you are you giving cliff notes? Are you giving, like, a Yelp review? So, she is being... Um, she was selected by the ethical sex site, Bed Bible. Ugh. Ethical sex site, which advertised for an open-minded applicant willing to stream hours of X-rated movies. It's amazing. I'm still in shock. Dixon. Dixon declared after uh, an interview with the Post just days after starting her raunchy new role. It really doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> it does. She's really selling this. Some jobs pay $25 an hour and you don't have to stare at dick all day. Yeah. Dreams can happen, guys. As part of the paid position, Dixon, who is single, uh, <laughs> is required to gather data from kinky clips 
so that Bad Bible can compile an in-depth report about tendencies and statistics in porn. The company hopes it will lead to a better understanding of people's online preferences and practices. Dixon's first assignment, oh, this is fun, is to watch Pornhub's 100 most viewed videos, noting the duration of each clip as well as the sex positions that are featured in them. And there she is. Rebecca Dixon. She is just a woman in Vegas with a cosmopolitan. She's also required to clock hair color distribution. What? Language distribution and the number of orgasms included. <laughs> God. The professional porn viewer will also make note of any fetishes and role plays that pop up too. What I've... This is... What I've noticed so far is that a lot of the videos have stepmom or stepsister in the title. Dixon disclosed, revealing a valuable piece of data she's already given Bed Bible just days into the job. And for advertising the role last month, the company was inundated with applications from around the world, including thousands of horny people from the U.S. However, it eventually chose Rebecca Dixon, who is a native of the U.K. Dixon, who also hails from a wee small town in Scotland, said she never dreamed of such an exciting job after several years spent working dreary nine to five gigs. So this this girl, I, I just love it. So what does she do? Just hold bottles of alcohol in her pictures? I mean, why not, right? However, she does admit that she's watched her fair share of porn for fun and says she's the right fit for the role. It's the perfect job for me. I'm very out there person, very open-minded. I don't mind trying something new. She's paid $20 an hour, admits there are some differences between viewing porn professionally and for pleasure. That would ruin porn for me. Yeah, there's no way that she's able to... This is not sustainable. It's not the same. No. And, uh, like, for me, Excel spreadsheets ruin everything. Yeah. I wouldn't be able... I imagine that's how she's keeping track of all this. I would never be able to watch porn again. Never. Do you have, like, a category that you like, John? Is that too personal? She did say stepmom and stepsister. So, do you fit in that category? I don't. I don't. Li- I don't like it. I don't like the stepmom, stepsister stuff. It weirds me out. I'm afraid to ask because, like, you're like, I like tentacles and teeth. Yeah, like, what, what? No, I, I, I don't. I like. I'm very basic with that shit. I just, dude. I actually, there was a. I do like teachers. Teachers. Yeah. <laughs> teacher college student like female professor oh yeah. oh like discipline okay not not discipline if you guys can't see john's turning really red right now it's just um, because i'm out of shape and i just so like a like, like a naughty school teacher yeah like a teacher who's just doing something yeah like you have to stay after for extra credit and, oh yeah, okay. that kind of stuff extra credit bring yeah, an apple to the front that yeah. kind of stuff okay yeah i get that see mine's more like I like gym stuff. I like a good like coach. Okay. Which I guess is a teacher. So we like administrative positions we li- yeah, we in like, more ways than one. We like underpaid administrative. We like underpaid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> underpaid underpaid city workers. employees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also like like, dude, I'm not gay. Get off me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, that, whoa, that whoa, always back up. Hey, as long as no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. Whenever it's whenever I'm watching two women, it's always one saying, "I've never done this before." Oh, there's always an "I've never done this before," yeah. or "I'm new at this." Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, let's go," because that's I think that's what it is. It's like you, like the pheromones come out and like your pupils dilate, and you're like, Wah! "Like I can conquer yeah. this." Yep, yep. And that's what I'm wondering about Mark Anthony's like fiance is she like oh daddy yeah like is it a weird like fetish fantasy i don't know so she's easing herself into this role watching about five hours of porn per week god that's only a hundred dollars a week let's just keep that going too right but you know that there's people out there who are probably like five hours that's it like (laughs) well yeah she's but she's only making a hundred dollars a week how is this a dream job it is a dream job. What is the economy in the UK or, or Scotland, wherever she's from, that she could live off $100 a week? Yeah. And that 90,000 people wanted that job. So she's doing that. You know what? Yeah. So you're saying she needs to watch more. I'm saying if you're only doing five hours a week, that's not a job. Is there any job where you're only working? Five- that's not a job. See, I would do like five hours a day because that's $500 a week. Yeah. I mean, that's not livable either, but... well. If it's not paying my bills, I'm not sitting and being forced. It does to pay court. for gas. Barely. So, not in LA. Five hundred dollars is a good isn't that fucked up, right? You're like, I, I watch five hours of porn, I make a hundred dollars, I can get a tank of gas. Yeah. Wow. Here we are. So she's using the gig as a spicy side hustle while continuing a far more mundane job as a car insurance customer service rep. Ah, porn category in the making. <laughs> are you here to <laughs> To insure your car? Uh, have you met my friend Flo? Uh, this is this encounter is going to be very progressive. Uh, Aflac, what was that? I brought a duck with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy because I bought my Geico gecko with me. Let's get fucking weird. But the ambitious professional porn viewer says she's hoping to increase her hours to be full time with Bed Bible, insisting she's eager to watch many more hours of X-rated material for money. I can definitely handle that, Dixon defiantly declared. And her employer agrees. He says it expects this role to transition to full time because she's doing a really good job. I like when the employers like step up and and boost their uh, employees. But someone who is not boosting their own folk, Queen Elizabeth, who watches 10 hours of porn a week. (laughs) This came out recently because I just thought it was funny. Um, She just celebrated her uh, 900th year on Earth. Uh, celebrating the Diamond Jubilee. I think it was Platinum. She Oh, Platinum? Platinum Jubilee. Oh, yeah. She had her Diamond Jubilee back... 1908. Whatever. Do you... What is it? No, I was kidding. Who cares, right? Yeah. We're, we're American. Um, so she celebrated her Platinum Jubilee, and it came out in royal news that Princess Beatrice, that's Fergie's daughter, who looks like a... Um, you know when you go to like an abandoned house on a farm and you're like, well, there's some good bones here. We can make do. The foundation's still 
hard. The wood on the ground is a little creaky, but it's okay. And then you go upstairs and like the the family dog is just staring up at the attic and you're like, what's wrong, boy? And he just keeps staring up the attic and then you pull the string down and you're like, oh, there's an attic. And then you walk up into the attic, there's spider webs everywhere. And you're like, wow. And you see something in the corner and you're like, what was that? And then there's that one exposed light bulb and you turn the light bulb on. And then there's that old Victorian doll in the corner that's just sitting there with like ruffles and like nutcracker teeth. That's Princess Beatrice. She has been up in that attic waiting for you. Now, way back when she was born, there was actually quite a bit of drama surrounding her baby name, all thanks to Queen Elizabeth II, who, as we know, calls all the shots at Buckingham Palace. According to the mirror, Beatrice's parents, Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson, originally wanted Beatrice's name to be Annabelle, which is also the name of a haunted doll. God! I'm so good at my job. But the queen was less than impressed with the name, writing it off as, wait for it, too yuppie. It's too yuppie of a name. I shall not have a child in my kingdom with the name Annabelle. Um, She did not want the name Annabelle to be a member of the British royal family. And it actually took Andrew and Sarah two weeks to announce Beatrice's name because of the queen's concerns. If Queen Elizabeth II's critique of the Beatrice's original name seems a little harsh to you guys, it is royal tradition for members of the royal family who are expecting a child to have an informal chat with the queen about their name of choice so they can make 100% sure that she's happy with it. This happened with Harry asking Queen Elizabeth for permission to use her nickname Lilibet as the name of his and Meghan's daughter before Lily was born. Now, I looked up the definition of yuppie. Hold on really quick. Because I was like, yuppie doesn't sound that bad. And then it is described as a noun, derogatory and informal. A young person with a well-paid job and a fashionable lifestyle. (laughs) We shall have none of that in this court. So... It's just someone who's obsessed with material objects and financial success. So pretty much everyone in Los Angeles. And Annabelle seemed a little too yuppie. She sounded like a woman coming out into the world. So they actually went with the name Beatrice, which was the name of Queen Victoria's youngest daughter, I believe. And I'm sticking my guns to that. So I just thought this was an interesting story how... You can name your baby something and then just be like, no, we saw it with Kylie and Travis, how they were like, we want to name our baby Wolf. And everyone was like, Wolf, no. And she was like, okay, JK, just changing it. And then now we have Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's baby. And maybe we'll have a name change there. I have no idea. But a couple things before I... uh, Uh, wrap this podcast up there have been some trailers there have been some shows that are coming out some shows that i have been watching i want you guys to get on board as well we just got the trailer drop for season three of the umbrella academy which is so much fun if you love superheroes and action and craziness that is such a great show we're getting the debut of elliot page 
his uh, first uh, uh, acting gig since transitioning. So we had Ellen Page in the first two seasons. Now we have Elliot Page in the third season. Uh, we also got the trailer for the highly anticipated Judd Apatow movie coming out with Billy Eichner called Bros, which we were talking about the trailer a little earlier. I think it's going to be very interesting because uh, I don't think anything... This is the first gay rated R rom-com produced by a major studio. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what the critics have to say. And he's a podcaster, you know? Oh. Je suis Billy Ackner. I can't wait to see what Tucker Carlson has to oh, say. Oh, Tucker Carlson's going to be first in line, mark my words. He's like, I can't wait for bros! Bah, I love bros! We also got the uh, trailer for the new Queer as Folk reboot, which is going to be premiering on Peacock, uh, which was very dark and gritty. It's got Juliette Lewis, Kim Cattrall, uh, jo uh, Johnny Sibley. We've got um, a, a, a cast, a plethora of LGBTQ plus uh, actors and actresses. And it involves a, uh, the, this came out that it uh, was inspired by the Pulse nightclub shooting that happened in Orlando. So in the trailer, you actually see everyone out at the infamous Babylon bar in uh, Queer as Folk. Um, and you see some guy go in and start shooting. So very real, very raw. So I'm expecting uh, some good teary-eyed moments, some uplifting pride moments from that show. Uh, some other shows that I'm watching, The Baby, which is so much fun on HBO Max. It's about a demon baby. Sign me up. It's so much fun. Uh, um Staircase is still holding strong. I'm trying to think. Ah, Bridgerton. The Bridgerton season three. It's finally been confirmed that the love interest will be Penelope and Colin. Ah! I'm so excited. So, yes, make sure to check out. We have the Angeline. Angeline is now streaming on Peacock. If you don't know who Angeline is, she's an L.A. icon. She bought billboards for herself back in the 80s. Uh, uh, and uh, Emmy Rossum's playing her. So yes, tons of fun things coming out soon, and I can't wait to discuss them all with you guys in the upcoming weeks and months. But we went from a girl in the UK who is watching porn for a job, just living it, working hard for that money, to the Queen of England saying that the name Annabelle is yuppie, and we're going to wrap it up with another UK story from across the pond. A judge in the UK has said that calling a man bald counts as sexual harassment. <sighs> this, this one is interesting to me because I will never have that problem. Sorry about it. But also like calling a man bald. Bald is sexual harassment? I don't understand, so I had to read more into the article. Calling a man bald now can be classed as sexual harassment. Three members of the tribunal who decided on the ruling and alluded to their own experiences of hair loss. Okay, this is where... I'm already seeing where this is going. Said that baldness was more prevalent in men than women. Therefore, they argue that the use of the word bald as an insult related to a protected characteristic of sex. 
Got it. The tribunal compared calling a man bald to commenting on the size of women's breasts banned uh, or based rather on a 1995 case. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not precedent. That's stupid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, look at them. Look. Oh, yeah. Look at them jugs. Show me your tits is not like, hey, baldy. Oh, leave me alone. Please. I'm sorry. My bald head. First of all, wear a hat. Or if you're feeling like people are looking at you as a sexual bald object, maybe just consider things because I'm sure they don't care. Um, I will say um, that this ruling, which was published on Wednesday, was made as a case where the insult was alleged to have been used against this man named Tony Finn while he worked as an electrician for the British Bung Manufacturing Company. I need TB for my bunghole. Finn had worked at the company which manufactures wooden cast closures for the brewing industry in Yorkshire in the northeast of England for nearly 24 years. He was fired last year and the circumstances around his dismissal were also part of the case. Finn claimed that he was called a bald cunt. (laughs) And was also threatened by his shift supervisor in a dispute. Isn't that how they say good morning to each other over there? I was just going to say that. Like, ah, I think, good morning, you bald cotton. I think I mean, that's a term of endearment. Have they not met Jim Jeffries ever? Yeah. I think it's a term of endearment over there. That is so funny. Uh, he said it was done for the purpose as it's related to the claimants of sex. The tribunal members also suggested that it was not the use of profanities that was the issue. And Finn was also having been found to use such language in the workplace. Yeah, no shit. Um, although, as we find, industrial language was commonplace on this West Yorkshire factory floor and our judgment, Mr. King crossed the line by making remarks personal to the claims about his appearance. Finn is set to receive compensation on the ruling, though the amount had not been determined. Wow. So if they had just called him a cunt, it would have been totally fine. But yeah. a bald one. Whoa, sir. I mean, here, imagine what jury, what, what jury, uh, the jury selection would have been like where they can't, they can't, they can't bring in anyone who's bald. Like it just, do you think it would just be bald people? Well, it just seems like these judges, the the article points out that the, the judges were bald and they, uh, and it could have been a reason that they took such a stance on it. I think this is so stupid. It's ridiculous. This is a waste of money bring back sending nudes to the aliens i'm done with this nonsense god i will say that i've never sexually harassed a bald person i'm sorry hair depraved yeah person however i have been sexually harassed multiple times because of my hair I imagine you get a lot of oh, hands. People just, will just come up to me, like strangers, and they'll just be like, oh my God, your hair. And they'll put, their, I've had people like after shows be like, can I just, and they just put their greasy comedy club food fingers in my hair. And I, I've actually had to be like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. You don't touch my hair. Don't touch my hair. Rule number one, don't touch my hair. I think it's gross. But I also feel that way with bald people. Like, I would never go to a bald person and be like, bald, bald, and just start 
touching their bald head. That's weird because that's a different, that's like smooth skin, right? Or like stubble. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I can tell you this, which was really funny at the 50th anniversary, a friend of mine that was here um, got a little bit boozed up uh-huh. and saw someone. It seemed like they were drunk, passed out on the couch and she wanted to go over and give them noogies. And I do think there is something about people touching other people's heads, I th- whether it's the hair or like there, you could have done anything to someone passed out on the couch. Why would you want to give them noogies? See, I would grab a Sharpie and draw a penis on it. Exactly. Like that, that. That's the world I grew up. That's in. what I'm talking about. Dick on their face. Start they dra- can't it's a erase. canvas. It's yep. nature's dome. Yep. <laughs> nature's do- that. And I think that's sexual harassment. If you if like if you saw a bald person said. Hey, bald, nice dome, you know, or yeah. something like, man, what I do with that dome? Or if you draw a dick on his head. Yeah. That's I'd love to mushroom stamp that dome. A Roman helmet, like just right. That's sexual harassment. I just yeah. don't think that this is this is real. I don't think that this is actual harassment. This is the UK not having actual crimes. But I will say if I've learned anything from this podcast today is that there will be a category called Bald porn, bald UK industrial worker porn that little miss Rebecca Dixon can now spend five hours out of her week <laughs> to watch, observe, and grow. Um, which I think goes back to Taylor Swift's commencement speech. I like how you're tying it all together. Yeah, I have to tie it all together. That's what we do. And you know what? Tying it all together does not make that, what? Cringe. Thank you guys for listening this week. Again, make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Leave a review. We love hearing from you guys. But from here at Just Saying with Justin Marndale, thanks to John. We will see you all next time. Have a great rest of your week. Come on, Rune Boy Boy, when you give it up.